The recording right. started. Yeah, here we go again. Here we are again. All right. Same, same bat time, same <laughs> bat channel. <laughs> What's on your mind, man? Oh, right after we did the last one, uh, <clears throat> stumbling around in some different videos and stuff, I ran across a minister, I believe he was. And uh, he kind of went off on tangents that I, w- I wasn't expecting. It wasn't the uh, uh, standard minister anyways. And just as he was talking, uh, he was using some biblical reference here and there, but uh, he definitely wasn't the mainstream. Um, I don't know. It just hit me differently, I guess. Uh, made me take a look at, I know you and I have talked about this through the years, that maybe it is like the Truman Show or who knows. Maybe there's something outside of this and it's all, like they say, we're in the Matrix. And But he was talking about a creator, but he wasn't meaning like the white-bearded celestial dictator of the Bible, right? Um, and he had his argument against uh, Darwinism for example, which I dug into Darwinism a bit, and he was just kind of the rock star that stole that from another guy that did did all the work. Um, And I think in reality, it's become so convoluted now, especially, that uh, my personal opinion, I don't trust any history of any kind in any way, shape, or form. Uh, and even if you did find stuff on a cave wall or something like that and you have a way of carbon dating things and so on and so forth, everything's still up to interpretation. Um, and so I don't know. I, like I said, it just struck me differently to look at it from that perspective because I'm so anti-belief systems, right? Um, right. But I can't throw anything out now. I mean... I, I, and I, you can't do it because uh, it, it's so perverse that the depths of the human mind, are we even capable of being this perverse? Um, is this a game? Are we in some kind of who knows? I don't know. You know, it, it just really, like I say, it caught me off guard that that's what I would take away from listening to this man talk. Um, I don't know if you have any thoughts on that at all or how you tether yourself to what we would call reality or... I'm, I, yeah, I, I think the uh, best place for me to start is a, is a quote, and I, I might screw it up a little bit, but it's, those who do not learn history are doomed to repeat it. Do you remember that quote? Oh, yeah. Um, I think it's attributed to a guy named George Santayana. Um, I guess he was a philosopher or something. But the point is, is that for those who don't know or remember history, they are bound to repeat it, is how I always remember it being said. And this is, a good, this is absolutely a good topic for, for now because the concept of history, I like, I like the idea, the way it's written, his his story um, puts it into a third-person position. It's not mine, and it's not yours. It's his. 
And so whoever, whoever rules that particular narrative um, as author of that narrative is, is God. Let me say that again. Whoever is the author of the narrative is God. When Stephen King sits down and writes a book, he's God over all characters in his tome. He's the creator of those characters. Well, so whoever creates the narrative, you might want to call it a novel, coronavirus, or COVID, or whatever. That's a narrative. So whoever is the author of that narrative um, is God over that narrative. And for those people that buy into it or take purchase of that narrative, they're bound to that author. They're bound to play by the rules of that author within that author's idea. So it, doesn't, it could be the Bible, for crying out loud. Um, whoever wrote the Bible, whoever's given credit for the Bible, gets ownership over all the players or believers or those who have bought into that story, that narrative. History is, is a negative thing to me, and here's why. And then once I explain this, it might, things might make more sense. From fertilization to this moment, from fertilization to this moment, when mom and dad lay together, what moment is it to them? It's the present. So when mom and dad lay together, in my case, let's say somewhere early to mid-1959, according to the Gregorian calendar, and somewhere around... Well, no, actually it was late 1959, somewhere late December 1959. <clears throat> my mom and dad lay together. I'm not trying to be gross. I'm just trying to be accurate. Um, right. The moment, and I like to say it this way, dad dropped off building materials at a job site. Mom dropped off building materials at a job site. Dad dropped off building, building materials in the form of sperm. Mom dropped off building materials in the form of ovum. Um, and that's all they do. So at this job site, all the materials to build this unique new individual exist. But until something quasi-magical happens, we'll call it the actual act of creation, um, nothing exists at that point. But fertilization is that magical moment. So when fertilization occurs, you have this um, unique individual created out of these 23 chromosomes times two and this new 46 chromosome individual exists here's my question when is all this occurring it's all occurring in the present it didn't occur in the past it's occurring in the present so when fertilization occurs what moment is it present it's the present and at that moment my unique individual 46 chromosome zygote is created. So the zygote, the single cell, the singularity of my existence, the only point in time where you can <laughs> say it and mean it, give me your undivided attention. <laughs> That's the moment right. when all, all of you exist as a singular cell, a singular, one singularity at that moment, and it only exists for one day. But what day is it? It's today. So the zygote exists today. And then it starts, to, it starts to subdivide internally after about 24 hours. 
But after 24 hours, what day is it? It's today. So all subdivisions occurring also in the present moment of today. So as this evolutionary process begin, begins at fertilization and all through the womb, all this evolutionary process, all the cell division that leads up to ultimately the baby coming out of the womb. Well, what day did the baby come out of the womb? The baby came out of the womb today. And every single moment from that moment to this moment, 61 plus years later, what day has it been? It's been today. So life exists only in the present. Life exists only in the present. It doesn't exist at all in the past, and it has yet to exist in the future. It only exists in the present. So history is a different realm entirely from the living present. History is dead. History has no effect on the present at all other than through acceptance or belief. I don't need to even account for anything historical ever when I am presently alive. I don't have to account for anything in the past because I have never been in the past. I've always only been in the present. So history has no affect on me. In fact, even biblically, if judgment were to ever occur, Chuck, it would occur when I was finished with my mortal life. Meaning, if judgment did occur, it would take into account every moment from fertilization to last breath. That would be a full accounting of one's life. And it would only occur after I have literally passed away. I cannot be here and give a full accounting of my mortal life. I have to have already died. So again, history has nothing to do with those of us living in the present. Absolutely nothing. I've never participated in history. I've only and always been present. And these are not semantics. This is reality. Reality is only in the present. They can, which your biggest concern, I can feel it right now, and it's mine too, is that they can, they can alter a fictitious history. If it's their narrative, they can change the story, they can change the rules any moment they want, can't they? Well, and that's basically what it's come down to. Um, my understanding of it is, and I can use an example if I can have the floor for just a moment, um, I've been listening to an audio book called Virus Mania. <clears throat> it's been out for, I don't know, quite a while. It's the third iteration. They were updating it last year. And it is so well-sourced uh, and is so detailed. Uh, really hard to absorb it all, but the cliff notes of it in general is they went back as far as the bubonic plague um, and to keep it as simple as I can that was the dark ages as we are told in history right uh, a very troubling time and the stress of the population was great and you had open sewers and so on and so forth and <clears throat> so you end up with this 
malady uh, that people start dying of. And they had no idea, supposedly, what it was about, what was going on, speculating, so on and so forth. They certainly had no treatment, even though they tried things from bloodletting to whatever it was. I don't recall exactly. Um, and if you flash forward into the 20th century, um, and we have multiple maladies, um, pandemics, etc. I won't go into the word and how they've altered that, but nonetheless, we'll use it as everyone knows it to be used. Um, the long and the short of it is we have written records, at least 20th century, that show definitively that, yeah, there were people dying of something, but in this case, we'll go to the 1918 pandemic. It was World War I that was going on. People were extremely stressed shoved together in bunkers, in the trenches, uh, so on and so forth. Again, another Dark Ages moment, so to speak. And the argument is, based on the written records, there were some deaths, of course, not, not just due to bullets flying, but sickness and dis-ease and so on and so forth. But your immune system, when you're afraid or you are extremely stressed, it's offline. That's the only protection you have against the world at large. Uh, every organism has some kind of defense system built into it to ward off certain things. And if you look at it from that perspective, all that's ever happened is that we get stressed. Um, and whatever's out there is going to get us, Period. Uh, we see that with this false flag event, scandemic, whatever you want to call it, there's no evidence, none, zero, that I know of, that anybody's been able to come up with that there is some clean virus strain isolated, etc. Um, you stress the population. People are dying of things anyways, uh, not the least of which is bad food, bad habits, et cetera, et cetera. And all you got to do is capture that and say, see, this is what's causing it. It's, no, it's really no different than if it was true long ago, sky gods and so on and so forth. Something outside of us, we're sinning against the gods or God or we're not pleasing them. Um, it's the same today. Uh, and they can just grab that problem, reaction, solution, uh, the Hegelian dialect or whatever it's called, and use it, you know, and just ramp it up or bring it down any any way they want. But reality is the numbers of deaths exponentially explode once they started, quote, vaccinating people. We're seeing it now yet again. The records are there from 1918 as well. It is our interference with ourselves that's causing the damage and the deaths. Uh, at this juncture, we pretty much know it's as concrete as anything that this is a, as an extinction event that they're attempting to facilitate. Uh, I don't know as it isn't a, a bigger picture than that too, where this is life taking care of itself and thinning the herd or 
eradicating the virus that's on the planet or whatever you want to call it. But back to history, there's nothing factual, to use that term, about any of it from what I can tell. Everything is as is said, and I heard it long ago, history is written by the writer, generally speaking by the victors if it's a war. But it's, there's nothing to it that uh, tethers to reality. It's literally like you said, it's just a fucking story or stories in this case <clears throat> that run um, simultaneously yeah. to the living moment present you're talking about. Well, and, and again, here's, here's the thing is a friend of mine sent me something the other day um, regarding this, we'll call it this pandemic that people believe is true. Well, something called, have you heard of Operation Crimson Contagion? Probably. I've listened to so many things, but go ahead. Operation, this is, this. I'm just reading something right now off of an email a friend of mine sent me. Mm-hmm. Operation Crimson Contagion was hosted in Chicago, Illinois, beginning in January through August 2019. 2019. The words yeah. of Secretary of State... Mike Pompeo, which was the Trump administration, says this scenario is a live exercise and it was supposed to be rolled out 2023 to 2025, but for some reason got brought forward to 2020 to 2023. Crimson Contagion was a joint or is a joint exercise conducted uh, from January to August 2019 in which Numerous national, state, and local, private, and public organizations in the United States or in the U.S. participated in order to test the capacity of the federal government and 12 states, whatever that means, to respond to a severe pandemic of influenza originating in China. Hmm. Yep. Yeah, well, that follows right along with several other sources. I mean, from Event 201, which I believe was in October of 2019. Um, interestingly enough, a little sidebar. I don't know if you know who Kerry Mullitz is, the guy that created the PCR test and got the Nobel Prize, blah, 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 or caught anything about him. Uh, he had been beating the drum for years. There's videos of him out there from long ago about all of this and how they took this tool that he created and are using it for their own devices, similar to, you know, unleashing the atom or whatever, and you make a bomb out of it. But interesting thing is he suddenly died in August of 2019. Um, Nothing that I know of, and I don't know what you think of this, there's nothing happened throughout the course of history <clears throat> I hate even saying that now because it doesn't fit, but I don't have another way of saying it that hasn't been created. I, so There's wait a no minute, you, you haven't heard, Chuck? I've been I've been off for the last two minutes. I got kicked off. Oh shit! <laughs> don't know how it happened. Oh wow! Yeah, I got kicked. I have no idea what. I mean, I've been just trying to get back on the call, so um, oh, that crap. was a little strange, but. It, what um, 
What was the last thing you heard me say? Oh, gosh. Crimson, uh, you were talking about that article. How far did you get? Okay, Crimson Contagion. Yeah, you made it down through the article, and then I just thought you stopped. So I stepped no, in that apparently. I, 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 I disappeared for some reason. So it was bad. This, this Crimson Contagion, it says, Crimson Contagion was a joint exercise conducted from January to August 2019 in which numerous national, state, and local private and public organizations in the U.S. participated in order to test the capacity of the federal government and 12 states to respond to a severe pandemic of influenza originating in China. Now, this is obviously prior to whatever COVID uh, as of 2020. Now, let me finish this last paragraph. The simulation, the simulation which was conducted months prior to the start of COVID-19 pandemic, involves a scenario in which tourists returning from China spread a respiratory virus in the United States, beginning in Chicago. In less than two months, the virus had infected 110 million Americans, killing more than half a million. The report issued at the conclusion of the exercise outlines the government's limited capacity to respond to a pandemic with federal agencies lacking the funds, coordination, and resources to facilitate an effective response to the virus. Think about that. They were doing a live exercise, and it, 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 it was identical to what they're calling COVID. Yeah. Just like they were doing a live exercise before the World Trade Center came down. Correct. It's always exactly. this artifice that's in play. Right, right. But it's all fiction. That's my point. This right. is not well, real. Uh, I, I piggybacked that. I don't know. I guess you were absent then outside having a smoke or something. I don't know what happened. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, with, you know, it, that bumps right up against October. I believe it's it either September or October of 19, uh, 2019, Event 201, which you probably know about, which was identical to a 9-11 scenario. They ran this whole thing that you're talking about. Roundtabled it, put it on, you know, it's out on the Internet, you can find it. Um, but more interesting, the man that created the PCR testing, Kerry uh, Mullins, Mullis Mullins, um, <clears throat> Nobel Prize, as soon as he had done it, he was out and pointing out that, hey, they're using this inappropriately, so to speak. You know, no, I mean, yeah, you can find a molecule of anything and just crank it up and it just makes more of it. He was outing it years and years and years ago and Fauci's and the whole bit, right? It's still, you can find the videos out there of him saying this. It's him there talking about it. Um, interestingly enough, though, he suddenly died August of 2019. So we know that they get rid of actors that can cause them issues, too. Um, and this is, this is no longer conspiracy. This is no... Um, there, there isn't anything happens by happenstance. There isn't anything that isn't coincidence because like you said, this is all authored. It is all authored. It is uh, premeditated. It is whatever. And they place you into the story 
or drag you into it or suck you into it or whatever by just putting out the narrative. And I've argued this with Dimitri all along. There doesn't have to be anything, quote, created. All they got to do is say it, which is what they've done. Um, you and I know this. Many others have figured this out. And where it goes back to, I don't know if that got cut off or not, all the deaths occur, including the 1918 Spanish flu outbreak, the deaths go through the roof as soon as they start jabbing people, just like they're doing now. So they literally created the problem, as we're talking about, or seized the moment of people getting sick because their immune systems were shut down due to stress. And whatever it is is, is taking them out. They just can label it whatever they want and run with it and start inoculating people. And worse yet, that's how they spread something that didn't exist before. What that is, I don't really know. Um, at this point, though, they're altering genes from what uh, pretty much anyone that is in the background looking at this. They are literally altering the species, and I think they've been altering it all along in the 20th century at least. I really do. Messing up that union that you're talking about that makes the zygote. They're literally... You mean it's, a, it's, it's now a patented corruption of blood? Yeah, well, I mean, just by people come stepping up and talking about things, I, I'm going with, you know, you, you hear the Asperger's and the autism spectrums and things like this, and that's the 20th century, actually late 19th, I guess, early 20th century Hans Asperger's, the one that gets credit for. These people, I've been around enough of them. I dated one. They're, they differ from you and I, and I'm not talking from a moral standpoint anything. These are not creatures like you and I. They just aren't. Those that are on that, quote, spectrum, right? And we now have as we've talked about who's in my world, leaving out names and any type of identification, these young people are a different species. They understand that they're different than us. They don't know because it's almost like they're halfway through a process. They're stuck with the physicalities that you and I have and no way to access any of the emotion that we have that allows them to um, use agency to move about in the world. They're just the non-playable characters. Um, and I think that's, you know, this is all a stepping stone, frog boiling in water process that's been going on. And literally at this point, no different than GMO for the crops, et cetera, that's exactly what's happened to us, and it has been throughout, not just now, the 20th century, this shit going on. That's, that's what I see. You're, you sound like you're describing the loss of the eye. In other words, the individual's gone, and, it'd be, and, and these, these non-playing characters, whatever, 
are part mm-hmm. of the collective. They're not individually, um, they're not self-directed. No. They're, they're not no. self-determined. No, it's a transhumanism that ties to eugenics back in the what we know to be the late 20s, early 30s. It tries, ties to the technocracy, which did not have the resources that it has now, Google, Facebook, et cetera, so on and so forth, <clears throat> the Internet to tie everything together. This is all married together and coming, coming together where this transhumanism agenda, which is exactly what I'm kind of describing and exactly what you're talking about, but it's removing that essence where it was brought together in a union, um, biologically created as far as we know, uh, mom and dad, the male, the female, the only way we could do it was that way, so on and so forth. They are literally and have literally altered that. I just, woman just was on uh, researcher um, 20 years ago, 20 years ago <clears throat> she bumped into this data where sperm counts and testosterone levels were dropping precipitously. Um, and now this is 2021, so the video I watched was probably a year or two old. Uh, but anyhow, she's describing this. She ran into it or whatever, and she's like, what the hell? So she starts tracing this back. <clears throat> she gets back as far as 1971. That's, that's the data that she could get that was considered solid information. For 39 years marching forward, 50% drop in sperm count. And I believe it was 45, don't quote me on this, too many numbers come and pass me all the time, almost that in uh, testosterone level. Um, well, what do you think is going on with that <clears throat> when that's what we see? The males are females and the females are males. It's unigendered, which is what they want, right? Um, but it also is interesting because, as we know, what happened that was big in 1971? Well, Nixon gets the credit for it, even though he's just another puppet. They closed the gold window. These are the Bretton Woods Act in 1944. This empire had suckered the rest of the world into being the world reserve currency and held the gold. Said, we'll hold the gold. You use our dollars in this case, right? So the countries allowed it. Well, Flash forward to the late 60s and the countries were figuring out, wait a minute, there was only $10 billion worth of gold at $35 an ounce or whatever the number was. What the hell is going on here? There's hundreds of billions of these dollars out here floating around. Bullshit, we're not using this. Give us our gold. And what they do, they close the gold window. Nothing happens by happenstance. Something dramatic aside from just the programming, psychological programming that's been going on, the undermining of the ability to think and reason, something has been walking us closer and closer to the edge of basically destroying what we know our species to be and creating this new species. I mean, I am 100% convinced of it, and I've seen enough videos now on uh, what they've found in these vaccines, um, stick them under a microscope. There's actually 
organisms that are salient within those that it, when you warm that stuff up from sub-zero, but start to come alive and act with their own agency and almost interact with the observer. I can send you a video or two on that if you're interested. Um, I don't think anything's off the table at this point, and we have to be <clears throat> open-minded enough to know that that origin that you're talking about, the essence of life moment, the present, the only moment that you can ever, quote, live, they're stealing it. They're altering it. And it is forever changed at this point anyways. And I don't know what that, that means in the grand scheme of things. But what is that what is that called? Let the buyer beware, caveat emptor. Yeah. Um if you buy into the story, if you buy into the narrative, if you invest yeah. yourself in that idealism <clears throat> or idea, hey man, that's that's your choice. And but a lot of people argue that they weren't given full disclosure. Right. Well who's <clears throat> business is it whose business is your life it's your business right. now there's something really weird about that though um i i, I just happened to pop open black's law because i was thinking about a word you said earlier um you you, you talked about the record mm -hmm. um again i when i say record i i say it differently than most people i say record to record, record yeah. in other words, to be reattached to something. Reattached, I and and when I think of recording, I think of a ball and chain dragging around something. To be recorded to something, to be connected to something that is not applicable in the present. Right. In other words, tie yourself right. to something that you have to drag around. In my, it, 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 the way I look at it, it's like dragging around a dead body. The past is a dead body. Yeah. So you gotta drag around this Say again? Reattaching the umbilical cord would be recording, right? Yeah, if 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 you want to remain tied to the infancy, which has no legal rights by the way. It does, but it doesn't. They're not direct. You can't get to right. the infant's rights because um officially they they are incapacitated officially. They need somebody, they need a, a, a go-between, a middleman, in order to have those mm -hmm. rights exercised. A settlement layer. Here's the I problem like with the record, the record. I'm going to read right mm -hmm. out of Black's Law on this. Public record, a public record, a record memorial of some act or transaction, a written, a written evidence of something done, or document considered as either concerning or interesting the public, affording notice or information to the public, or open to public inspection. By the way, I'm not done yet, but can you see that this record has nothing to do with you privately so far? Yes, it's a, re it's a reattachment to their system, if you want to say it. It's uh, a, I, I say it's... it's, it's it's recording you or tying you to a public DNA cesspool, a dead pool. But let me, let me continue. <clears throat> any writing prepared, owned, used, or retained by any agency in pursuance of law or in connection 
with the transaction of public business. Now let me, let me be clear about this. When the umbilical cord is cut and you get carried away by mom and dad home, the remaining material, the, which becomes now human remains, when you hear human right. remains, what's the first thing that comes to mind? Yeah, the body after it died or something. A dead body. So when they cut right. that material, when they cut that umbilical cord, they, in effect, create or contrive human remains. Now there's human right. remains that become a decedent estate. The decedent right. estate then falls to the public because nobody has claimed <clears throat> that relative. Now, the sad part right. is you're still alive, but the evidence is overwhelming that you're not. They have right. biological evidence. They have DNA evidence of that particular matter being dead. It has no life in it. And that's the, that's the material that gets a record or a record. So when you claim a revolutionary birth date, revolutionary meaning revolving or circular, when you keep celebrating a birth, you have in effect given life to the dead. You have given all your energy to the dead. You no longer exist because only one of two positions can exist at any one moment. You cannot be in two places at once. So when you put on the clothing of the decedent character, you go into the narrative of that character, and that is the Gregorian calendar character. If you look at the birth certificate, what dating system is being used for that character? The Gregorian calendar, right. also known as the civil right. calendar, also known as the commercial calendar. So you're wearing commercial clothing, a suit that allows them to do what they need to do with you as surety within their narrative. So when you right. use that record, you are placed back in an infancy position with no capacity of your own which requires you to use an attorney of some form. An attorney. Right. That's the middleman that you get to use right. to reconnect or record to your origin. Right. Well, if you remember right, when this all was falling apart there some years ago, and friends of ours, one that had passed, I'm going to leave names out, him and his wife, among others, had... Uh, turned in their driver's license and tried to exempt themselves from these systems as we were all sorting this stuff out and withdrawing consents and all kinds of stuff like that, etc. Um, but if you remember correctly what happened, the judge in our, our hometown there in Illinois where I grew up uh, issued a body attachment and went to get, in this case, the wife, right? Um, and I don't remember how much any of us knew at that time what that meant, but um, essentially, if they had tried to give away or let go of or whatever you want to call it, the character, and say we don't, we're not in that story anymore, they become desperate to reconnect 
or record, in this case, you to that narrative, which is exactly what happened. But they had to do it vis-a-vis a body attachment. Yeah. They had to attach a body to the spirit, which means there was a duality created at some point, a separation. When in reality, right. and let's go back to what you said, you, you used the name Darwin. I don't think of Darwin the same, same way most people do. I say that fertilization is an act of creation. That's the moment where the two materials, the 23 chromosomes from mom and dad, are, are, are unified into a 46-chromosome unique individual. That is an act of creation. From that moment, every single subdivision of cells is evolutionary. So every generation of cells is evolutionary from that moment. All subdivisions are evolutionary from fertilization all the way to the last breath outside the womb. So I call fertilization the moment where Darwin meets God, meaning that the act of creation, I'll call it God, and then from that moment on is all evolution. I'm not talking about the zygote uh, producing a fish the zygote producing a reptile, the zygote producing a monkey. In our case, the origin of the species is the zygote. The zygote only produces us. It doesn't produce anything else, and from that moment on, it's all evolution. So they got us to choose between, between intelligent design out of nothing, a narrative, or the evolutionary process, the biological evolutionary process. And by choosing intelligent design, you negate your physical reality completely. And what kind right. of a system so that, would require... What, hang on, Chuck. What kind of a system would require the negation of reality? The only system that's out there right now, as far as commerce, is ecumenical. Ecumenical meaning that there's some religious attachment, some Christian re- attachment. And that's what they've done. They've actually created a world where every single living being born to the soil, which is called just solely, is an indigenous ethnic being. And indigenous ethnic beings are considered heathens and pagans. So if you're born to the soil... As an indigenous person, you are an ethnic heathen. And that means you're not Christian. And so there's a world out there, by cutting the umbilical cord, they have created a duality between indigenous persons, just solely, and bloodline connected to the Father, just sanguinous Christians. There it is, right there. There's your separation. Just sanguinous is the unborn cut material, which is sacrificed. It becomes the blood sacrifice known as the Lamb of God. And then you have the indigenous person out on the land, out on the soil, that has no rights because he's been cut off from them. Right. And you can thank the doctrine of discovery for this nonsense, but it's all based on belief. It is not true because your origin is known to every embryologist on planet Earth. If, if, 
if those folks would stand up and say life begins at fertilization, it would end the narrative. It would end right. the biblical, nonsensical, capital G Genesis. Immediately. And then the ecumenical commerce that's going on in the world that's based upon the fictitious Christianity would have no hold. And now the deposit, the biological cut material, would have no merit. We would have to go back to the gold standard or silver, right. whatever. Right. Right. Well, I think, like I say, uh, based on everything you're putting forth there, the only next step for them to be to have their literal slave class and make it true ownership, no different than when they have, they couldn't patent nature, supposedly, but if they altered this nature somehow, now they can own it, uh, patent it, you know, the GMO. We are that. That is what they're doing biologically to us through not only what we eat, but in this case, very directly with what they're putting in people's veins. Uh, and have been, my argument is, all at least throughout the 20th century, that they are altering the species in such a way that they are literally becoming the God creators and not just in a story sense. They are creating their own species. Um, and there are many of them walking among us now. And I'm not talking aliens to the planet type thing. It's our species that they are manipulating in that way, biologically. Uh, and I think all the evidence is pointing strongly toward this. That I, I don't know how it's going to shake out. I don't know how that looks molecularly or anything else. But if they can usurp what would be the natural occurrence of male and female sperm and ovum uh, and the magic that happens when that occurs which I think they probably have to some degree, or they're damn close. There's no, there's no what we know to be the human species left. It, it doesn't... We're gone. Um, well, sadly, um, this, is, this is important, but self-preservation, the concept of self-preservation, and, and I'm going to take this off wiki just for the heck of it. It says self-preservation is a behavior or set of behaviors that ensures the survival of an organism. Uh, it's thought to be universal among all living organisms. Self-preservation. <clears throat> Would any self-preserving organism move towards a toxin or death, or would it be moving away from it? Well, if it wasn't altered in some way, it would try to get away from it, right? Not interact with it somehow to cause it self-harm or death. Yeah, no living organism moves towards death. It moves away from now, it. Now, here's it. So we this is look at, but th that's my point, is that they, they have got us believing that to survive, you take this substance into your body when, in fact, it's the opposite. Again, caveat emptor. Mm -hmm. Let the buyer beware. Well, 
is there something unusual that's weird that you're framing it that way? I listened to Robert Sapolsky some years ago, a short talk on toxoplasmosis. It's in cats. And what that does, within the cat's gut, uh, there is this, I'll call it a parasite, I don't remember exactly, pathogen, parasite, something like this, that, you know, when they eliminate or whatever, um, the rats would get to feces. And what it does is alter the rats so as to make... Uh, basically their defenses, what, what would be their normal defenses, work in reverse, where they're actually attracted to the predator and makes it easy for them, the cat, to do what it needs to do, i.e. kill the rat or the mouse. Um, I think that's kind of what I'm trying to illustrate here, um, that... In nature, if you're running with a clean biology or a clean, whatever you want to call that, a natural path uh, for any species, like you say, it's instinct, uh, DNA-wired instinct is get away from that that's possibly going to harm or kill me. But what if you take and you alter that in the organism to where now you're attracted to that that harms or kills you. And I think that's a lot of, behind the scenes again, I think this is all a big amalgam of all kinds of weird shit that's going on, but we do everything, as you and I know, we run against nature. State societal structures, 100% against nature. Everything about it is against nature. It's an emulation of what would be more a tribal when it became agrarian society, which I don't even trust and believe in any of that shit anymore either. I don't go along with anything because you can't sort it out. You just There's just no way of sorting this stuff out. We're functioning literally in a window, if you think about it, where almost everything is the 20th century, we'll say. Now, granted, you and I were born, quote, in the Gregorian, and it was 20th century, blah, blah, blah. But no, 100 years out of this timeline that supposedly we've been around as Homo sapiens, 300,000 years or something like that, a quarter of a million years. Um, again, I don't trust in any of that info, but if we've been around, assuming we've been around longer than the 20th century, everything's about the 20th century, roughly speaking. And how many voices... Throughout the course of that, your life and mine, even though you and I have been pretty investigative in our worlds and readers and so on and so forth, there's still the characters that are known that influence, direct influencers, a few hundred. And supposedly there's eight billion of us on the planet. I don't even know if that's true, but lots. But yet, this story, this narrative, this history is a few hundred characters that we've been taught. You know, Dwight Eisenhower was this, and Michael Jackson was that, and Louis Pasteur was this. It's all the same cycled in and cycled around, right? This is infinitesimal, the number 
that the focus is on all the time as opposed to the numbers that exist. Right? Infinitesimal, right? I mean, it's a rounding error. It's so small. But yet that is the world we live in. So back to your living in this narrative, living in this story created for us, uh, or maybe not even, I mean, that's a bad way of expressing it, I don't know, uh, where we're <laughs> recorded to it, attached to it unknowingly, living within it, bought into it, believing in it, fill in the blanks, every adjective you can think of. Um, again, the, uh, to me, it's like, literally speaking, it's this 20th century timeline, you know, I've discussed this long ago. Why is it we think of history? Okay, we use history. For example, left, why do we think of it as in left to right as if you and I were talking? I said, draw, draw a line on the board, put down, you know, uh, a zero or something. That's Christ's birth or whatever. And okay, now put yourself on the timeline and now put today. Well, you're going to do it from left to right. You're going to write, you're going to draw a horizontal line, you're going to draw a zero on the left, you're going to draw something in the middle, and then you're going to draw where you're at. Why is that? And we talked, I remember this was years ago, and I thought in these terms, just like what you're talking about is, what if you turn that line, you spun it, made it vertical, where, like you're talking, the only moment you're actually alive, living, whichever way, is in the moment. And it's always the same moment. Can't not it can't not be that. I think of it as a singular point that expands from a point and then it expands outward over perceived time. It just gets larger. Your presence just gets larger. And it's expanding in all directions. It's not, a, it's not linear. So the present begins with a singularity called zygote, but it expands mm-hmm. like, a, like a ball, sphere, in all directions, mm-hmm. and that's called experience. Mm-hmm. So over time, your, your experience, your presence is massive. If you recognize the I am, even Christ mm-hmm. is a consciousness of presence. I mean, biblically, he says, I am that I am, which is only in the present. There is no I was, there is no I will be. It's only presence. So again, if Christ exists, it exists presently. It doesn't exist in the past, and it doesn't exist in the future. That would be probably the wisdom gained through experience that would keep you from making the same mistakes twice which then again goes back to Santayana. Those who know their history or remember their history are are no longer bound to repeat it. Again, bound to repeat it. If I don't know my origin, Chuck, if I don't know I began at fertilization and expanded from that point and kept going back kept going back and celebrating infancy through a arbitrary birth date. If I keep going back, have I learned anything? Right. No, but if I know my origin, the true origin of the species, i.e. zygote, and then expand and, and, and gain wisdom from that moment, from that point, in the present only, by the way, then I would never revisit. I would never take that pilgrimage back to that 
origin that artifice or, or that that artificial origin known as birth date i wouldn't have to because i'm always right. only present i don't need to keep going back to that place by the way if you look at a photograph of me at, in 1965 what moment was it it is the right. present Right. I've never been in the past. I can't claim right. anything historical yet. Only until I right. am dead and I I no longer expand in the present along with the present am, do I fall to history, which is third person listen. Remember Kurt? Yeah, I remember Kurt. I don't you don't have right. to remember me now. I'm right here with you. Right. In right. the present, meeting in heaven, consciousness. But but people don't understand that they're not subject to history until they're dead. They're 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 right. mutually exclusive realms. Right. Right. Well, I like the ball expanding idea. I hadn't thought of it in that way. So, um, yeah, that definitely is more encompassing. Um, oh, let me before I forget. I just thought of something. Uh, <laughs> My my coffee must be kicking in. Um, <laughs> think about this, too. Most people have no idea. They think of generations like my mom and dad were the generation before me, correct? Mm-hmm. And before my mom and dad was their their parents' generation, correct? Mm-hmm. What about the millions of generations of cell divisions between fertilization and this moment? Millions! of generations. Each cell division is a generation. How many generations have I existed between this moment and fertilization? Right. Millions. Right. Millions of generations have passed. Evolutionary generations. I started out as a single cell in the waters of mother, swimming around in the waters of mother. Eventually, I come out of the waters of mother into dry, dry land and air. I have to say this. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to read something off of a letter I wrote, just so you can hear it. Because it's so interesting to even me. Let me get there. Um, just so it makes sense to people, what I just said. And this is a direct, this is an actual um, paragraph. It says, any fictitious terminal point, such as a recorded Gregorian civil commercial calendar birth for a mother-child conception implantation, is a stratagem of war, as it gives rise to a divergent alternative narrative, decedent estate or trust res. The Merriam-Webster's de- medical definition of delivery, think about a hospital delivery room, right? The Mm -hmm. medical definition of delivery is the expulsion or extraction of a fetus and its membranes. So by cutting the cord, there's no delivery, is there? Goes on Mm -hmm. to say, thus any premature separation of a primordial fetal measure is the contrived, diseased human remains, here it is, of one's truly irreducible DNA entirety which is a mysterious evolutionary biological vessel, here's the key, 
clearly designed for use in the climate of Mother's Watery Matrix, as well as the dry land, air-based environment beyond. Our DNA from, from the single-cell zygote was designed as a singular vessel for both inside the womb of mother and outside and beyond. The fact that we don't require the umbilical cord to breathe or bring us nutrients or the extra embryonic material to protect us from the internal environment doesn't mean it's not one singular mysterious vessel. It's just one. It's not two. Right. It's not two worlds. It's one world, one living, one mortal life from fertilization to last breath. And that's where people get confused. They actually, it's worse than that. They don't even acknowledge the nine months in the womb, ever. Right. They don't acknowledge it. Right. <clears throat> right. It's the missing link. Intention. It's literally the missing link. Intentionally, yeah. well, by those that have created this system. Right. There's a book called Fire in the Minds of Men. Fire in the Minds of Men mm-hmm. was a book that was, it was recommended to me by Jordan Maxwell. I read that book, mm-hmm. well, it's going on three times now. But there was something that caught my eye right off the bat, is that the powers that I call them, I mean, a lot of people call them the powers that be, but the powers that be are nothing more than presence. Presence, one's presence. The powers that be mm-hmm. came up with an idea to create a revolutionary device that would capture everyone. And that revolutionary circular, revolutionary device was the birthday or birth certificate. And they've been using the revolutionary device, the birth certificate, to hold us in in, in a stage of infancy in our own minds. In fact, all we do is every every year, every 365 days, we go back to infancy, don't we? Are they holding us in a state of animation? We're... At that point, because of the cut, it's a decedent estate, so it's inanimate. Mm. It's a dead estate. The missing man that needs to be or to have um, a trust account established for it. That's the that's the right. that's the SETI-KV, the SETI-KV trust. But it's only right. it only exists for the missing man. Once the missing man comes home to reality and the present, then that trust is no longer required. The problem is, I evidence the fact that everybody's alive. Every indigenous or ethnic person that lives today does not require that trust. But that trust is required in an ecumenical economy based upon right. a belief system or a blood sacrifice. And that's, that's like you said, in 1971, it went full blood sacrifice. They're, they're, gold is no longer backing it. It's, it's full faith and credit, 100% full faith and credit right. based upon a belief system. Right. Yep. Well, hence that the current. Nothing backing and, it. Nothing behind it. Doesn't exist. Created out of thin air. Other than faith. Blah, blah, blah. Other than faith. Other than faith. Right. Exactly. What happens right. when the, you remove the faith? Right. Poof. 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 <laughs> That's a good word. Poof. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the knowingness... Yeah, it's... it's, 
that leads me back to where we started, I guess. I don't know how much time we have left either. You're you're monitoring the clock, I assume. Yeah, we're we're um, we're, we're coming to the close. Yeah, that leads me back to where we started with this minister that I listened to or whatever. <clears throat> it's at least opened my mind, again, not thinking along the lines of any of the doctrines that we know that Are we in some type of simulation? Are we in some type of experiment? Are, is there something out there, whatever that is, whatever out there means? And or are we living, to the degree you can say that, an actual organic existence on this spinning blue ball? Um, and I have to say, I don't fucking know. I don't know anymore. I don't know. I don't know. Well, I'm going to give you the last word, but I am going to put this in. <clears throat> I always envisioned that this, my bio, this biological vessel that I'm sitting in the chair in right now, I mean, when I want, when I, when I, the iota, when I want something, I send a message to this, entity to let's say i want to i want a beer later today mm-hmm. i send a message to this instrument which goes to the refrigerator pops the top puts it to its lips and tongue and i get to experience the beer through mm-hmm. this this vessel this entity but again if i am somewhere if i am located somewhere else and this is a biological avatar through which I get to experience this physical realm. How can I disprove that? I can believe it. I can even think it's a kind of a cool idea. But the reality is, is I'm right here now. I can believe anything right. I want. I can make anything up I want and say that's a cool idea. But the fact is, is the, the very short amount of time that we have our mortal lives, 100 years or less, Instead of right. contemplating all this nonsense, we should probably just be enjoying ourselves and not be living in fear, which is, in this case, um, we're bombarded by it every day, all day, so that, that somebody can offer up their protection racket for all those afraid to die, when in reality, we, right. the body might go away, but we are located somewhere else. And again, I'm just having fun with that idea. But I feel like, remember the old Jules Verne waited... A uh, man on the bottom of the of the ocean with that heavy helmet yeah. and that big uh, deep sea yeah. suit. I think of this yeah. biology as a deep sea suit located in a realm that requires oxygen, and consciousness is that is that um, <clears throat> cord that runs up to the boat supplying the oxygen. So I'm controlling this biology through my consciousness, but my consciousness is located somewhere else. Again, I'm just having fun with this idea because it's hard for me to imagine that my consciousness disappears with the mortality of this vessel. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm I'm with you on that one. I do like that analogy, and that was kind of cool to bring up that diving suit because I can see it. It was on the cover of the book and also the movie, as you know. You know, you can see the man standing on the bottom in that old vintage diving suit. Uh, (laughs) 
big brass metal head on it, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Um, creature, almost creature from outer space looking. Definitely quote Jules Verne, which we know now to be more steampunk, or I guess that's what they call it. But yeah, <clears throat> um, it, I, it, the only thing I can say is everything he said made a lot of sense. Uh, it fills in some of the gaps, uh, and I too think that, yeah, I'm here and I'm existing, but if I use that loosely, <clears throat> remembering my history, right, when I was a kid or something like that, it is a disconnected position, right? It's a recall uh, but I've been able to view that concept or conceptually just like future, past, future as a movie. I'm watching a movie of it uh, where it's there and I'm here, so to speak. I don't know if that makes any sense. But if, taking that to what you're talking about call the one consciousness or whatever that's sitting above or whatever you want to say and taking a look at all of this at all times, when that instrument, the biological avatar, as you're calling it, you know, finding it peters out, you know, runs out of gas, the tires go flat, whatever, the consciousness that animated it gave it its lifeline, its oxygen, as you were illustrating, it's still there, whatever there is whatever there means. It's out there. The animating force of life, whatever the hell, God, I don't know. You call it whatever the you want to call it. It doesn't go away, too. And I'm not speaking in terms of just direct, like, reincarnation things, because I don't know. I'm not saying that. But I'm on page with what you're saying, because that's how my mind it works, works at it, too. And it's only when we're lost in the story or somebody steps on the air hose. Uh, (laughs) Or cuts it. Or cuts it. Or cuts it, yeah, uh, that we start suffering. You know, that's when the suffering occurs. When when we're cut off, now think about that, back to that vintage deep-sea diving suit down at the bottom. What happens if up towards the top they cut that hose? You're fucked. <laughs> well, the yeah, body's you, fucked. Yeah, you are. You're fucked. And, and the reason that's so funny is because that's the same thing that occurs to us when they cut that umbilical cord. They cut us off from source. Right. They cut yep. us off from source. They cut, of, cut us off, and they redirect consciousness to their, their narrative. We, we used to be you know, self-directing, but now we follow a narrative instead of being self-determined or self-directed. Um, I, I'm going to throw a word in here because that's what I do. You use the word vintage, my, one of my favorite words. Vintage. I'm going to go to Webster's online real quick and think about vin, vint, as in wine, age, the wine age, right? Mm-hmm. As in um, a vintner. Of course, in, 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 in many uh, religions, they use wine in place of blood, like as in the, they drink the wine in place of the blood of Christ um, mm-hmm. in the, their their rituals, but vint, wine, age, wine age, blood age. Well, what's interesting about um, vintage is it says 
Number 3A is a period of origin or manufacture. Is the zygote your vintage or a birthday? If it's the period of origin, is the zygote, the single cell zygote, your vintage or is a birthday nine months later? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we shouldn't be claiming a birthday. We should be claiming a vintage because our vintage is the origin of our, bio, our blood-based biology. That's a vintage. It is not a birth. It is not anything other than a vintage. I love that idea, and I love the idea of using that deep-sea suit, the vintage deep-sea suit, because that we may not need it now in the present out here on dry land, but while we were in the waters of Mother, we required that, that vintage suit, didn't we? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, last words? I'm done. <laughs> well, uh, I don't have any profound anything, Dagon, but uh, all I would say is, to me, uh, this talk that we've done is has been more productive uh for me it flowed a bit better i guess i don't know what your thoughts are on that but uh, we can address that on the next one and leave it as a cliffhanger if we want uh this seemed to flow better and a bit more cohesive for me even though i can't even hardly use that term when you and i are discussing things as far as cohesiveness goes it seems restrictive Yeah, maybe I, just, fl- I go with the maybe. flow. Go with the flow. Yeah, flow was the the word that was coming up there. It flowed better. So always, uh, always a treat. Uh, much appreciated, and I hope it benefits others. I think that's part of my goal. Is somebody grabs one thing out of anything we said, and it helps them in some way. Ah, it was worth it. All right, man. Well, love you. Talk to you next week. And until then. Yep, love you too. Yep. All right, man. Yep, definitely. Take care. Tell Debbie. See ya. I will. Bye.